Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. I'm not a Pollyanna, but I am an optimist. Now, I freely and willingly acknowledge that there are real problems in every sphere of our lives. There are times when those problems can be literally exhausting. But I also think I know that buried in many of the problems are potential. The nature of that potential is as vast and varied as the nature of the problems that we face. So let's think about how do we find potential in the problem? Of course, that requires a reframe. It requires that we be willing to look deeply at the problem and to look at it from different angles. Here are a few questions you can begin using to examine problems. First, is this really a problem or is it an inconvenience? Asking this question helps me to stop catastrophizing. I fall into that trap. I can take a problem and expand it so much in my mind that it takes on enormous proportions. And it may just be an inconvenience. Now, I'll tell you when I do this. I do it when I'm stressed or when I'm tired. Like, that's when a flat tire becomes the need for four tires, an alignment, new brakes, a drive shaft replacement. And I don't even know what a drive shaft is. I mean, I can really blow things way out of proportion. That's why I say figure out if it's a real problem or an inconvenience. The second question for the reframe and the assessment is this. Is it really my problem or is it someone else's? I'm putting this question out here because it's so important for us not to put on our superhero capes. We need to recognize when the problem really belongs to us and when it belongs to someone else. I'm putting this one out here because it's another thing that I notice in myself. Sometimes when people come to me with their issues, I allow them to become my problem. I can occasionally be a fixer. What I have to remind myself is that I don't want to create dependent or codependent relationships. And that means that I have to let people deal with their own issues. I can give moral support, I can be a sounding board, but I can't take on responsibility for someone else's problems, no matter how much I love them. The last question that will help in analyzing the problem is what are the elements and the nuances? It really helps to pull it apart and look at each element. If it's a financial problem, one of the elements may be savings patterns or spending habits. Another element may be tax consequences, and another element may be credit. Don't lump it all together as a financial disaster. Pull it apart so you can address each element. Now, let's move on and talk about the reframe. Reframes are tough work, but it's how we begin to find the potential in the problem. The reframe sounds so simple. Just think about your problem in a positive life. You know, and I know, it is not that simple. It's not simple because some problems make us fearful. Others make us angry and others make us feel helpless and make situations look hopeless. 
So the first step in the reframe is to acknowledge emotions. This is what I know about Joanne. When I try to avoid the emotions, all I create is anxiety. And for me, anxiety grows and grows and grows and multiplies. Once you've acknowledged the emotions, it's time to tackle the reframe. Try this. Write down every alternative perspective that you can think of, every alternative perspective that you can find to define the problem. That means that you'll also have to change your language about the problem. I heard someone say they were broke, and the person they were talking to said, no, you're temporarily out of cash. The reframe for a financial issue could be that it's a time for learning more about financial discipline. Another reframe could be that it's a time for a less materialistic and more spiritual focus. Another reframe could be that it's an opportunity to start again. And yet another reframe could be that it's a time to explore your core values and most important priorities. Starting the reframe is hard. I think it's tough to think about rainbows when you're in the middle of a torrential rain, but it can be done. Remember, the title of this podcast is The Potential in the Problem. Doing the reframe is where you discover potential. Once you're able to see the problem differently, you can experience it differently. As you experience it differently, you can find and create different opportunities. Now, while you're working on your reframe, start asking yourself questions about the best case scenario. We put so, so, so much energy into worst case scenarios. Finding the potential requires the exploration of the best possible resolution. That creates a total energy shift. And the energy shift is how we're able to find potential. I like to write things down. So write down all of the best case possibilities. Review them often so that you can begin cementing them in your mind and in your heart. Each best case scenario presents an opportunity. Build on it and create more possibilities and greater potential. There's some other stuff you can do to find possibilities in your problems. One is counterintuitive, and that's to remove yourself from the problem for 24 hours. Commit to not thinking about it, to not doing anything about it for a full 24 hours. It's going to be hard, but you can do it. And while you're doing it, be aware when negative thoughts pop in or when you start perseverating on the problem. Be intentional about acknowledging the thoughts and then moving beyond them. When those thoughts start creeping into my mind, I ask myself, well, actually, I ask the Lord to move the thoughts out of the way. Then I try to move myself into a more free mindset for my 24-hour hiatus. It is not easy, but it's doable, and you'll have to do it again and again and again to begin controlling your thoughts. The goal is not to let intrusive thoughts take over. While you're creating that mental space, use the time for meditation, for prayer, for exercise. Use it to clear your mind. Use it to get centered. I'm a big fan of yoga, 
It's my go-to when I feel swamped and swallowed up by my pressures, the pressures of my life. Find your own go-to. Create your own go-to. The last thing I want to cover is to go back to that best case scenario. I want you to revisit that list often. I want you to begin seeing the best case and focusing on it because that's how you're going to create something positive, something different. That's how you're going to really unearth the potential in the problem. Potential and possibilities come when we begin to assume the positive and find the good. Recognize all of these strategies take some bravery, some intestinal fortitude, and they may require us to break old patterns and habits. None of them are easy. We can't predict the future, but we can, we definitely can, plan and hope for positive outcomes. That's where and how we find potential. It's in the expectation of a better future in spite of the current situation. So begin finding the potential in the problem. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar.